Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Bull stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the rodeo? Uh, toggling his balls. I like your boots. But just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Yeah. The biggest balls. one yet. 50 shades of gray. I'm doing an actual gray. podcast Cliffy. right now. Can you believe the this? The biggest one yet. The Cliffy. biggest one yet. Oh my god. So they it's say. Going to be outrageous. Oh shit, I'm running low You're on water. Right I didn't even... Yeah, I'm, I'm bad at preparing. <clears throat> Degrade me. Yeah, Cliffy, 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 this is, this is Cliffy Baseball. The World Series has been the lowest rated in history, Cliffy. That's because I'm not calling the the baseball game. That's not, I'm not calling the baseball broadcast, Cliffy, that's why. Why? Because I got fired because my fucking nephew wouldn't call his goddamn grandmother back, you son of a bitch. Hey, I should save this for later. That should be the cliffy call. Jeez. Oh, I am so full. I'm so full. It's it's not even. It's just five o'clock on Friday, October twenty third, two thousand twenty. Cliffs just don't shut up. I almost Your grandmother <laughs> just told me the good news. Or as we like to call I'll, it, the pizzle. I'll just wait. I'll wait for the cliffs. Shut the fuck up. At a delicious Elio's pizza in your oven. Womack style. Okay, there we go. That's that's it. The cliffs have said enough. They've said everything they could possibly say. And yes, I know this is the old intro to this to the show. I've been using it the last couple of times. It's quite simple because the new one that I made, I have to do extra stuff because it just kind of like it just kind of ends. And so then I put in a a second audio clip of that of that musical thing. And it's just it's just more work. And this doing things the way that I do it here, just putting that uh, that intro in is just like I copy paste, boom, got the intro. And you know that's that's the that's the heart and soul of the Birthday Boy podcast that uh, that Palm Springsteen, whatever the fuck it's called, the cowgirl. Hey there, cowgirl. So it's been a while. It's been what uh, two or three weeks or so more more than that. I don't even know. I've just been so busy. The weather's so nice. It's 
there's no time. I'm I'm not giving any time to doing a podcast if I can be outside enjoying these enjoying the rainbow of colors that is the autumn leaf changing season. Uh we're just slightly slightly past peak here in southern New Hampshire. I would say last weekend was definitely full peak vibrant oranges and yellows and orange yellows and orange reds and solid reds and red yellow orange and and uh, what other red yellow orange yeah and still some green still some green uh but it's 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 you know we're in the midst of that we uh, the kids the kids the kids know when I start a podcast because they they don't make a lot of noise until just when I start recording and then they've real real la- it's just like when I'm in the middle of work these two knuckleheads have a little break from remote school hey guys I'm on a I'm on a work call for the next hour I have a meeting uh, I'll be talking during most of it so I need you to keep it down and then as soon as I unmute my line on the work call <laughs> That's that's them. That's that's my spot on imitation of my kids. Anyway, it's been gorgeous. It's just been too nice. Uh, work is busy, but then at the end of the day, there's just stuff to do. Uh, I, I yeah, there's just stuff to do, and it's it's mostly outdoor things. This is yesterday was the third, I believe, the third consecutive Thursday that we've been out out on the town going into Boston enjoying this beautiful you know the 70 degree weather and uh, getting sushi and last night we got sushi and burgers and we walked around and it's it's I don't know it's something to do and it's too nice to to not do something like that and then uh, Wednesdays we have our thing that we do the kids well the kids have been going to ice skating on Wednesdays which I I was sort of against. Because I'm kind of, I've kind of been all for just taking the entire year off from doing anything just to stay home uh, for COVID-related reasons. Uh, the kids, they just love ice skating so much. And the, the skating rink said, uh, you know, hey, we're taking these precautions. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And they mostly did. Uh, but you're still inside. You're still, yeah, and it's a high ceiling. So, okay. Uh, but... Boy, they tell you. They tell me they're, they're, it's like a fifty percent of the normal crowd is going to be on the ice. So sign up now while the sp- space is open. And we signed up, and this started back. I don't know, late August, beginning of September. So I, I, yeah, maybe right after Labor Day. I don't even remember. But uh, it it started, and it's an eight week pro eight week program. It's supposed to be. Uh, we were supposed to have one this past Wednesday, and then the final. Of the the eighth and final week would be this this next this upcoming Wednesday the twenty eighth, and uh, we had six of those, and I was very disappointed. Uh, some of the ice skating coaches didn't wear masks, which was stupid, and all the parents wore masks. Most of the kids wore masks. Not required to wear a mask on the ice, so the coaches don't have to wear a mask. I just can't believe that they wouldn't. Luckily, my kids weren't in any of those classes. They were in classes that had mostly kids with masks on or almost entirely masked up kids and masked up teachers, instructors. And all the parents, anywhere else, if you're not on the ice, you must wear a mask. And everybody was really good about that. And obviously, we've been in that. This was week uh, seven this past week, uh, which did not take place. 
I'll get to that in a minute. But the first six, the first six weeks, I just uh, yeah, I just kind of sat there keeping my distance from people, and and that's that was pretty maintainable. But boy, I tell you, I looked at the kids on the ice, and I asked my kids. I said, "Is it just me, or does it seem like there's just as many kids on the ice this year as there was as there were last year?" And we did we did ice skating from late August through Christmas last year. And then the skiing season started, or snowboarding. And so we didn't, we just didn't get a chance to do the ice skating thing. And then COVID hit and it was all, everything was over. So this was our first chance to get back to doing some kind of normalish activities. And I didn't really want to do it, but they, they made it seem like they were doing a good job of keeping things clean, keeping everybody safe, requiring the masks, uh, blah, 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 blah. So, okay. So we did it. And I felt nervous pretty much every week. And, uh, and then luckily, <laughs> Before this week, I think about a week ago, they shut down all hockey rinks in the entire state of New Hampshire. And I believe today I just saw that as of, I think as of as of about 15 minutes ago, it's 5.15, as of about 5 o'clock this evening, I believe all Massachusetts skating rinks are shut down until, I want to say November 15th or November 9th or something, 9th. But yeah, it's just because there have been clusters of covid in high in hockey rinks, I don't know why. I don't know what exactly is going to happen between now and, and the first week of November or the second week of November, November that's going to make it suddenly safe to open. It's just like when they shut down school. Uh, we're going to shut down school for a week, and we're going to make it three weeks. We're going to make it the end of April. And and some people out there were really thinking like, oh, this is going to be over in like three weeks to a month, a month and a half tops, and everything. We'll be we'll just be back to normal. And I would see these people, uh, particularly on social media, friends, quote-unquote friends, not the brightest friends, um, saying, I, I can't believe this went longer than, I, I, I can't, you know, in June, I can't believe we're still doing this. I can't believe, like, what do you not understand? What did you not understand back in February and March when they said this is a global pandemic? What, what did you not understand? So when I see that they're shut, they, we're shutting down the skating rinks, and in a few weeks we'll open it back up. Like, what's so great in a few weeks? It's just going to be darker and colder, and there's going to be more cases of flu and cold without even talking about COVID. So uh, evidently, we're just, we're, you know, it's a little hiatus, and then those final two weeks of ice skating are going to resume at some point. I'm not sure how they're supposed to do that since the second session of skating, second session of skating starts soon. Second session of skating starts soon. That's pretty easy. And uh, so, <clears throat> I don't know, either way, my kids are done. After week six, both of my kids said, I'm done. I'm not, and I said, well, you're not going to finish the final two? Cam got bumped up into the next, the next group because they are doing a really f phenomenal job out there on the ice. All the little spin moves and tricks, well, I don't know about tricks, but starts and stops and just really, really nice. And Kaylin's getting there too. She started later than Cam did. She started about two months after Cam did, so she's she's uh, she's about where Cam was, I guess. It's at the same time, but uh, but yeah, Cam's moving on. They're they're all doing they're all doing well. But then at the end of the the sixth week, at the end of the sixth week of skating, which was last Wednesday, we were driving home and they both said, "No, we're we're done." And I said, "You only have two left." No, I'm I, this one. And Cam said, "This one girl." <laughs> came up and said, and just kind of like pulled the, her mask down so she could talk to Cam and said, so what the hell was it? 
it's skating backwards is hard <laughs> some stupid thing and then cam just flipped out skated the hell away from this other child uh but cam was telling me first the idiot kid pulled off her goddamn mask and started talking to me about skating backwards is hard <laughs> and uh and then uh, i guess when they when cam went off the ice and was walking through the corridor with the rest of the students to come out to the main lobby area to meet me. Some kid just went pushing through the whole crowd and touched touched Cam's coat and got too close and all this stuff, which I get. I don't. I wouldn't want that either. I would have waited. I would have waited for the Zamboni to get out on the ice before I left the ice, so that I wouldn't have to be in a crowd of kids. But hey, either way, the governor of New Hampshire, Sununu. Governor Benunu took care of that for us and closed down the hockey rinks, so we're done. So that's it. They got six weeks of skating, and then see you next year, maybe. So that's it. But we've been doing our Wednesday thing. After ice skating, we go to Spirit Halloween, which we still did. Even though there was no skating this past week and there will be no skating this coming Wednesday, we still go out. We Normally, we leave the ice skating rink. Hop in the car. I take the kids to Spirit Halloween. We check out the new animatronics that are in that have replaced the old ones that were sold. We see if there's any cool new stuff. Maybe spend a couple bucks on some fun. Uh, you know, Cam got a fake uh, electronic cigar a couple weeks ago. Kaylin got fake hundred dollar bills. Uh, just little, you know, two three dollar bullshit things just for fun because they they got their costumes. God, I think it was back in August that we went into Spirit and got. Each got their costumes. Both got Mandalorian costumes, which are going to be a little bit different. Uh, not the classic Mandalorian costume. Uh, Cam's going to wear the Mandalorian costume, but they are also going to have a Shrek mask, and therefore Cam is going to be the Shrek DeLorean. As I, I tried to say Mandalorian, uh, but Shrek DeLorean is what we're going with. So Cam's going to be the Shrek DeLorean, and somehow, somehow Cam's going to incorporate the cigar into the costume too, which is fine. Kaylin is also going to wear a Mandalorian costume, and we ordered little Yoda ears for her stuffed pet Jimmy. So, okay. <laughs> now, even though they're allowing Halloween trick-or-treating festivities to, to commence, uh, to, to take place, I should say, this, this year, uh, we'll see how that goes. But either way, we've got costumes, blah, blah, blah. So we go to Spirit every Wednesday after ice skating, do our thing, then we leave Spirit, and we order sub sandwiches from Christopher's Subs. We go home, get the subs delivered. We eat sub sandwiches. That's Wednesday night. It's a fun, it's a fun way to celebrate Hump Day. Little ice skating, little Halloween store sub sandwiches. Boom, and that's Wednesday. This past week we did all of that, but without the ice skating. Had our sub sandwiches. Had our trip to the Halloween store, which was way too crowded. And we'll go. Uh, this coming Wednesday, we'll go for our eighth consecutive trip, and I think what might be our tenth overall trip to Spirit <laughs> Halloween this season. And then I will be very happy. Uh, as much as I love Halloween, I'll be very happy when it's over and Spirit Halloween is closed until next August. Uh, but it's it's good fun. And then Thursdays, so Wednesday's been all that shit. Thursdays have been Boston. Tuesday, last week was PTO, the first PTO meeting of the year for the school. Uh, you know, there's just stuff. Monday, uh, the previous Monday, I was interviewing my parents, which is a project I mentioned I've been doing to just, you know, have them talk about their lives. And then Friday, the, the only reason I'm doing this podcast now, we would we would be getting ready to head out uh, for the drive-ins 
the this we did the last two Fridays over at the uh, the Milford Drive-in in Milford, New Hampshire, and uh, very close to Knob, New Hampshire, I I think. Uh, Milford, New Hampshire, Milford Drive-in, very much like the Malta Drive-in in Malta, New York. Two screens, and they have kind of the adult movie on the one screen, and then the the more family movie. So the first week we saw Hocus Pocus and Beetlejuice, which was great to see those on the big screen at the drive-ins. It was awesome, nice crisp fall night, sitting out in our our lawn chairs with blankets on, and the kids had their sleeping bags in the back of the car, uh, you know, with the hatch open, and uh, it's great. It's great. I gorged myself, and uh, my God, for all the weight loss, Jesus. Cheeseburgers and hot dogs and nachos and candy, ice Snickers ice cream bar. Anyway, and then last week was uh, I don't remember. Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and then the uh, the 1991 Adams Family movie, which I had actually never seen, and I really liked it. I didn't think I was going to like it at all. It's it started out, and I thought this is fucking this is even worse than I thought it would be. But I ended up really really liking it, and so that was kind of neat. That's a 27-year-old, uh, twenty almost a 30-year-old movie, 29-year-old movie that I'm seeing for the first time, and I'm seeing it in a in a big screen setting, so that was neat. My kids have not stopped screaming since I hit record on this podcast. They're playing, they're having fun, but they have been quiet all day. This is like just part of the soundtrack of the Birthday Boy podcast, because as soon as I hit record, those two fuckers just turn it up. Great. Thanks, guys. And then Saturday, we did two consecutive Saturdays, autumn drives into the mountains. It's just, wow, man, it's just been like, yeah, shit going on. I'm trying to get my, my steps in every day, so if I get free time, I'm out for a walk, for a nice long walk. We, I, I don't know. We've just, you know, that kind of shit's been going on. So in another week or so, uh... The weather will be not as, not as I, you know, the leaves will be gone, so who cares about going to see trees? Because <laughs> they're going to look the same from now until the beginning of May, the end of April, I guess. And uh, so, so another week of, of lots of things going on on weeknights, and then hopefully I can, I can get back to doing a, uh, I don't know, either a Wednesday or a Thursday night podcast, because I like to have, I like to have my NFL picks locked in for you guys. Uh, prior to Thursday's game, because there was a game last night, the Giants and the Eagles, the Eagles, which I, I certainly would have picked the Eagles and I would have been right, but I, I didn't get a chance to. I tried and I just I couldn't I couldn't make it happen. I wanted to, but I couldn't. However, oh uh, yeah, it's football time, baby. On the Birthday Boy Birthday Boy Podcast. Alright, let's talk about week six. I feel like I just Oh yeah, I recorded that two minute thing on Sunday before we, before we went out to see more leaves at Edgewood Cemetery, the most gorgeous, awesome cemetery uh, I mean that I that I know of. And that's including some of those nice old ones in Boston. I mean, obviously, it's New England. It's filled. Every cemetery is a historic site, basically. 
and uh, so that's what we did on Sunday, and I made about two minutes worth of picks. My kids have no interest in picking games ever again. It's very disappointing because I liked I liked I like picking games with them, and they they don't want to do it. So fuck them. I'm just kidding. I love I love my kids, so, but fuck them. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> let's get on to the NFL picks for week seven. But first of all, I gotta—I guess I have to tell you about week six. Uh, I was wrong a lot. I went—I went four and five. It was not—it was not good. It was—it was ugly. So where did I? Where did I go right? Where did I go wrong? What did I miss? I missed a lot. And and listen, you can hear it in my voice in that two-minute thing that I posted where I'm picking games. Literally on my way out the door, and I—I I was so hesitant. I just—I wanted to mix it up. I didn't want to go with the obvious stuff. So I, I picked against the uh, against my better judgment, and it did not pay off. Sometimes just just go with the simple choice. When in doubt, uh, so New England lost to the Broncos. That was of course we picked that the week before because that game got postponed. That was actually one that both of my kids picked, even though they didn't. Uh, I did get Kaylin to actually pick the Denver Broncos, so she was the only one who was right. Cam and I picked New England. Kaylin picked the Broncos. Which means she ends up going nine and five, and I end up going nine and six for that previous week. Yeah, she was nine and five. I'm nine and six. Cam eight and seven. So there you go, Kaylin. Good job. Of course, we don't know how they would have done last week or this week because they they refuse to pick games. All right. Uh, I was wrong. Boy, was I wrong about Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Wrong on that one. Tennessee and the Houston Texans final in overtime. Tennessee wins. I was right about that. Cincinnati Bengals lost to the Colts. Wrong about that. Was I. Falcons beat the Vikings. They had to get a win eventually, right? They couldn't just blow every single double-digit lead. So uh, Minnesota gets... Oh, wait. Uh, excuse me. Atlanta gets the win over Minnesota. So I was wrong because I picked Minnesota. I actually picked the Giants against Washington. I was just barely right. Baltimore, that was a, you know, I figured that would, but they only won by two against the Eagles, so I had that one right. I was wrong. The Browns got destroyed by the Steelers. That was a dumb pick. Carolina against the Bears, that was also a dumb pick. They lost. The Bears win. I lose, too. Detroit beat the Jaguars. That was a pretty easy one. Miami beat the Jets. That was an easy one, 24 to nothing. Got that one right. Uh, 49ers over the Rams, 24 to 16. Uh, I was wrong about that. Kansas City beat the Bills. I was right about that. Arizona Cardinals beat the Cowboys. I was right about that. So I went. F I had. Is this true? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven and seven. All right. So. That's the best I can do, I suppose. But now, let's get into this week's football action of Week 7 of the NFL. Well, Giants and Eagles already happened. I would have picked the Eagles. So, there's my pick. The Eagles, the team that won. <laughs> but I would have absolutely picked them anyways. Oh, the Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Oakland Raiders. I'm picking Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Gronkineers. <laughs> Uh, 49ers Patriots oof um, boy oh boy can they put I mean they've been that's been bad for the New England Patriots the last couple weeks oh but they're gonna be in New England uh, oh I 
I'm gonna maybe regret this. I'm picking the Patriots. Lions and Falcons. Does Atlanta have a second consecutive win in them this week? I say no, they don't. I pick the Detroit Lions. Coming up next. Oh. It's the Browns. Browns and ba Yeah. It's the Browns and the Bengals. Who do I pick? I think it'll be a surprising thing when the Cincinnati... That's stupid, but I'm picking Cincinnati. Boy, oh boy. Steelers and Titans. Oh boy, is that going to be some kind of game? Steelers are going to win it, though. That is... that. That's the last undefeated teams. It's not the last undefeated teams. It's the last... I think this is the last possible matchup with undefeated teams. I looked ahead at the entire NFL schedule. There's not another time, you know, like uh, Seattle, for instance. They're undefeated, but they're not. They're not meeting the uh, the Steelers or Titans this season or any of the other. I think there's. I feel like there's another undefeated team. Anyway, this is the last time you're going to get to see two undefeated teams going at it. And that's my picks. Except I have several more. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Oh, there's the Sunday Night Football. So I'm picking the Steelers, Panthers, and Saints. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Saints. Bills and Jets. Oh, please. That is Buffalo is going to go to New York and beat the Jets. It's good rhyming. Cowboys and Washington football team. I will take the Dallas Cowboys. The Packers and the Texans. I'll take the Green Bay Packers. Coming back after a humiliating defeat. Suffered at the hands of Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay. Drunken ears. The Packers looking to avenge their loss by defeating the Houston Texans. Chiefs and Broncos. The Broncos are still terrible. The Chiefs are not. The Chiefs will win. Jaguars Chargers each have one victory. One team will emerge with a second. And I believe that will be the Los Angeles Chargers. Seahawks Cardinals. Two great NFC West powerhouses colliding on Sunday Night Football. The Seahawks, I believe, shall remain undefeated. And finally, a Monday night showdown between the Bears and the Rams, in which the Chicago Bears will head to Los Angeles and emerge victorious, says I. And those are my picks for Week 7. What up, dog? It's a fun tune. You got the gorillas teaming up with Beck. Yeah. Perfect song. Wow. Oh, perfect soul? I guess soul rhymes with control. Anyway. This is called The Valley of the Pagans. It's the Gorillas featuring Beck. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what I gotta mention? 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen to this for a second. Marty Walsh. Mayor Walsh is on with Wolf Blitzer. I have two cable news channels on right now. That's ridiculous. Never watched this shit, but I am. Oh, I think in about 11 more days or one Scaramucci, I'll be I'll be done with cable news for a very long time. Okay. So I gotta I gotta read this uh, note. I should have asked permission, but I didn't. So I get a text from Nate asking for my address. Okay. I wonder what he needs my address for. Probably to mail me something, because that's maybe you know <laughs> that would make sense. Or he's he's coming to my house to kill me. Um, and then a couple, uh, you know, about a week later or so, I I get a parcel in the mail. And wouldn't you know, I'm holding them both in my hands right now. As soon as I open, I saw, I said, oh my god, these are, these are cherished possessions. These are cherished artifacts. Unopened, official World Wrestling Federation Bendems. Shawn Michaels and Sonny. I remember, I didn't remember Nate getting Shawn Michaels, but I, re- I certainly remember being a KB Toys and the sticker, the KB Toys price tag is still on there. These fucking things are unopened. <coughs> Excuse me. WWF Bendems. And uh, I remember Nate. I, I remember being at KB Toys at Clifton Country Mall when Nate got these two action figures, these two WWF Bendems. And there, there they are in the mail with a nice note from Nate. It says, Hey, Mang, I was going through some of my old stuff and came across these gems. I requested that they be shipped in a wooden crate filled with hay that was 3,000 times larger than the item inside. Hope you didn't have. Much hope you didn't have too much trouble finding your crowbar and hammer. It's a classic Christmas story reference. I hope they're worth millions someday. Enjoy, Nate. And then there's a sticker on this thing as well uh, of Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle. And it's addressed to Johnny Boy with several hearts. He took some time to write this nice note, get a Michelangelo Ninja Turtle sticker, and send me this uh, these two bendable WWF World Wrestling Federation classic action figures. Which is really nice. That's so nice. Thanks, by I, I mean, I already, obviously, I already said thanks to Nate directly, but I'm saying thanks again, man. And uh, I will say, when I when I saw those, I did get a little... My, my heart sank a little bit, because I thought, oh my god, what's... Like, I hope this isn't... You know, somebody starts, like, giving out their, their treasures... Their prized possessions, such as WWF Bendems, like Shawn Michaels and Sonny, I thought, oh man, is this, should I call Nate and see, make sure he's okay? He's not doing anything, not doing anything uh, dangerous. Uh, and then, of course, I, I, you know, I got worried. I said, I should check in on my friend, make sure he's okay. You know, people start giving away their things. That's, you know, sometimes that's a bad sign. Uh, and then, of course, it was... Uh, it was a good 24 to 36 hours before I sent the text to say thank you. So, yep, always a good friend I am. Worried about one of my oldest and dearest friends. 
sending me his two uh, two treasures, these two priceless artifacts, and then I worry that you know what's going on. What does this what does this really mean? And so naturally, I sat on it for a, a day and a half before I finally sent the the thank you text, and and we had a nice exchange, and, uh, and all is well. I think deep down inside, I knew it was just a nice uh, a nice uh, yeah. I'm looking at these a nice a nice gesture of of uh, nice gesture of friendship. Sending me these action figures. Look at this. I mean, even seeing the KB Toys price tag takes me back takes me back to a simpler time so that's that's super nice man thanks nate this is uh, you know i will i will cherish these always i think that's what I, I wrote back something something along those lines i guess i could read the text oh so let's go back to october 5th nate uh, writes hey buddy what's your address i want to send you one of my shirts sprayed with my cologne which frankly I knew he was joking, but I would be. I wrote back instantly. It would be my great honor to receive such a treasure. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be delightful. Remember that back in the day, this like boyfriends, girlfriends. <laughs> You'd leave it. You know, my my clothes all smelled like live jazz. That would be my calling card. I would leave my li <laughs> my live jazz covered uh, shirts and sweatshirts, <laughs> t-shirts. Think of me always. Uh, so what? Uh, so what I wrote back. Oh, I wrote, "Wow, man, your official WWF Sonny and Shawn Michaels bendems. I'm honored to accept these treasures. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. I'm happy they're in good hands." I guess that was it. I guess that was the text. I uh, yeah. We had a few other conversations about other silly, ridiculous things, but either way, what a what a nice what a nice thing what a nice thing for a for a pal to do for another pal. Send me these classic items, Shawn Michaels and Sonny, which is also funny because uh, Shawn Michaels and Sonny didn't they? Yeah, they they banged each other quite a bit back in the '90s, back in the old days. Sunny days, sunny days for Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, as I as I understand it. If the if the wrestling lore is true, anyway, what to talk about now? I'll tell you. I know I just came back from taking a break, but I do. I have to take. I have to take another one because I'm I'm out of water. So stick around. There's more Birthday Boy podcast still to come right here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Obviously. All right, back. Still parched. This is Hot Chip featuring Jarvis Cocker. Straight to the morning. I think it just came out today. It was on my release radar anyways on Spotify. Let's listen. stuff so <laughs> I mentioned that we've been heading into Boston these last few weeks and uh, last night was an easy decision to make not just because the weather was quite lovely 
it was around 70, 74, 75 here in Nashua. And then it's, it's only 38 miles to Boston. It's not far, but sometimes the temperature differential can be considerable. And usually in the summer, it's a little bit cooler there than here. And in the winter, it's usually a little bit milder there than here. And yesterday was 74 when we left at around 5 o'clock-ish last night. And then it was 56 in Boston at the exact same time. I thought it was a mistake. I thought maybe it wasn't refreshing on my phone. And then I I, 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 I asked A-L-E-X-A. I don't want her to hear her name called and then think I'm asking for things. Uh, but I checked every source and it was true. And then we got there and sure enough, I wore shorts because it was so, it was humid, it was hot. <laughs> you know, your classic October 22nd type day in New England. It was just hot and sticky. And um, I, had, I wore shorts and uh, shorts and my, my chucks and a, and a, and a quarter zip a sweater type uh, thing. I was freezing. I was freezing my ass off. I wish I wore pants. I'm not much of a pants guy, but I wish I had put my pants on. Last week, I wore my pants. And it was even warmer. It was in the mid-60s last Thursday in Boston. I wore my pants. Should have worn my pants. I have very, I've recently purchased several nice, very comfortable pairs of pants that fit me perfectly, which is not an easy thing to find. My dimensions are not the typical dimensions. They're not stocking my size in mass quantities in stores. So to find a pair of anything that fits me perfectly is happens once every few decades. So I should have just put my goddamn pants on. Anyway, I wore shorts. I was freezing. But it was also nice because you know, there was a, the third and final. Well, I guess technically the second. Because uh, the president uh, pushed out on the second debate. But they had the third one last night. And I said, what am I, I going to watch this for? What am I going to gain from this? I'm going to change my mind? It's going like, to help me make some kind of... I mean, who the hell is still trying to figure it out? At this, I never understand that. I just, I guess maybe back in the old days, when the candidates really weren't that much different from one another, just kind of like, eh, there's this thing that's a little different, there's that thing that's a little different, but they're, you know, whatever. Either either this fucking guy or that fucking guy, and and then you never really think of it. And then the president's just kind of back in the background doing his thing, and then four years later, are things better or worse? Okay, then vote. And now it's like, and now now each candidate is so vastly different, and so vastly on opposite sides of the spectrum, that I can't I can't understand how anybody's like, hmm, I don't know. I'd still like to hear more from this one guy before I make my decision because I, ah, it's it's uh it's just a toss up. It's just a it's you know flip a coin. I don't know who to pick. So I'm going to watch this third debate and figure... I mean, who the hell... Who the, what kind of idiot... I, I don't... I, the fuck is wrong with you? Anyways, so I said, I'm not watching this fucking thing. I, I, I know how it's going to go, and it went exactly how anyone with half a brain, who's not undecided, because they're not a dummy, uh, would, would have thought it went. 
And I said, this is, this is perfect. This is perfect for going to Boston and eating sushi. By the way, Earl's, uh, whatever the fuck it's called, Earl's Rooftop Restaurant, I don't know. It's in the Prudential Center. One of the best sushi rolls I've ever had, ever. It's not even a sushi joint. It's really more of a steak joint. I don't, I don't know if I'd call it a steakhouse, uh, but it's a lot of steaks, a lot of surf and turf, burgers, steaks, seafood, burgers. That's mostly what they have. And then I didn't even notice, Cam had to point out to me that there was a little corner, a little teensy-weensy corner of the menu that had like maybe four sushi items that you could order. Not a big, extensive, but they still, and it's not like these are prepackaged or anything. They have, you know, they have the sushi guys rolling the sushi. I mean, just these these four items, that's got to be like not, not such a bad job if you have nothing else to do, just like. Well, it's going to be one of four things. So you can commit that to memory pretty easily. So I guess that would explain it. It's quality over quantity. Anyway, it's one of the most delicious tasting. This crunchy shrimp. I don't even remember what the hell. It had mango in it. I love... I'm nuts for mango. I'm nuts for when they put mango in sushi. I just am. Um, and, and and crunchy... It's oh, It was so good. It was so tasty. And the burger that we had... We, we each had a burger. It was fine. The sushi was was really I, I regret that we had burgers because the burger was not it was it filled me up it just wasn't satisfying the sushi was like wow this tastes so good this is such a I'm so pleased with this choice and then the burger was okay there was too much mustard there was just too much mustard I knew there would be I don't know why I knew I just I just had a feeling anyway enough about that uh, the fact of the matter is. I'd rather do this than sit and watch the debate that we're going to see highlights of all day, every day, for the next several days. So, fine. And I knew there's not going to be any, there's not going to be flies on anybody's head. That's not going to happen twice. There's not going to be all the, the shit show. Of the first. None of it's going to happen twice. So, we skipped it. And that's fine. But I did watch the, the entire first debate several weeks ago. And I was so infuriated by that bozo president just endlessly uh, trying to pounce on Biden at every turn, interrupting, cutting off, just yelling, 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 just being a total dick. Uh, that I said, you know, this is this is a first. I've never used this word on Facebook, but I am I'm going to post something, and and I did, and I I. I, I forgot the rest of it, but long story short, I called Donald Trump a cunt, which I've never, I would never use that on Facebook. But this particular occasion warranted such a such a use of such a such a horrendous word. It's a wonderful word, by the way. It really is. I mean, my God, the per listen. Let's be honest. The person who really taught me how to master that word, which wasn't it wasn't. It wasn't really in my vocabulary too much until I met my current wife. And I've mentioned this before. When I was at the cash register of KB Toys and I was asking Kim for help when she was down one of the aisles. And she kept yelling back, twat, twat, I can't hear you. Twat, I can't hear you. And I'm like, what, what do you mean you can't hear me? Twat, I can't hear you. What? Oh, oh I'm going to marry you. So anyways, it's always funny when, when, whenever I see a, a female get upset over the use of that word, I'm like, do you know, 
do you know who most of the people in my circle of friends are who use that word? They, 95% of them have vaginas. So I don't know what's what's so bothersome, but hey, I get it. Some people are bothered by that word. I'm, I, I think it's a fan, it's a fabulous word, and I love that. You know, in the UK and, and Scotland, you know, we know that Scottish Uncle Cliff is is very uh, is very well versed in the c word, but they use it so casually over there, and just to, to, to describe anything, oh, he's a funny cunt, isn't he? Oh, that's right, Cliffy. Is a great ah, that nephew Cliffy of mine. What a great little cunt! <laughs> what a great little cunt he is! Ah, yeah, JP as cunt. Anyway, so I used that on Facebook during the first debate. Uh, again, I don't remember what the hell he said, but I, I prefaced with something. It was something about teachers, and I said, uh, "Blah blah 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 blah." Either way, uh, DJT is a cunt. <laughs> And I said, I would never use this word on Facebook because I have too many uh, friends and family, aunts and uncles, do, 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 this, that, and the other thing. Uh, I did I did block one and only one person from seeing it, and it, it doesn't matter who. It wasn't not a family member, but just somebody I didn't want, didn't want to see it, and that was it. And uh, so I mentioned I was doing the interview a couple weeks ago with my parents, as I've been doing every so often, to get... Uh, you know, just to interview them about their lives, their childhood, their relationship, their whatever. College. This this last one we were talking, we talked about college among other things, but college was the main topic. And uh, I interviewed my mom first, and then she she got up and got my dad, and he sat down, and I said, I don't know what I was what I was saying, but I, I said the word asshole, and uh, and he goes, you've got a your language, your language is atrocious. And I just started laughing uncontrollably. He's like, no, I'm serious. Your language is atrocious. And I said, yeah, yes, I know. That's why I'm laughing. I'm not, you know, I don't know what to tell you. And he goes, the C word on Facebook. And I was like, what? You didn't like that? You didn't like that? No. And my mom came back and she goes, oh, the C word. The C word on Facebook. I can't believe you. And then, of course... Like I'm not 40 years old. You have to take that down. You should take that down. You take that down at once. Like, well, that's not going to happen. I'm going to leave it up. And that's because, you know, I'll face the consequences. If if somebody gets a hold of that and that's, you know, that's the end of me. I'll never work in this town again because I used the C word on Facebook. Then I guess, you know, I don't know. Because you can use the P word and you can be president. So uh, why? Imagine... Imagine the heights I can soar to by using the C word. But I was actually, and this is no joke, and my response to my parents, I said, I said, I got to be honest with you guys. And, and, and think, that's a terrible word. I'm like, yeah, but you realize who I was referring to. Yes, but it doesn't matter. It's a terrible word. Never use that word. Never, ever. And I said, oh, well, you're going to be really disappointed <laughs> if you think that was the, the one and only time. And I said, listen, I, I know you guys don't like that word. I'm listening. No, not you. Not you, Alexa, but thanks. Uh, and I said to my parents, I said, listen, guys, I got to tell you. I honestly, I thought you would be proud of me. I'm like, proud of you? I'm like, yeah, I thought you would be proud of me for using the C word. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, because. Because I thought, <laughs> and this is true, I thought they would be proud of me because I've, 
do I use that word uh, from time to time in my pre- sure do I use it on Facebook never until this one time and I thought in my mind I had envisioned that they would see that and they would say what a disgusting word what a horrendous choice of words that our son has used to describe the president however the president is so vile and so awful that I understand that there's power in that word. There's a lot of feeling behind that word, and I, I understand where our son is coming from because we feel the same way, even though we would never express it using that horrible word, that vile four-letter word. But you know something, Johnny? I, he is awful. He's an awful human being. He's a horrendous president. He's just terrible from top to bottom. And I get that you, who have never used that word on social media, on, on Facebook anyways, have waited until now to deploy that word for this one and only time, a momentous occasion that calls for only one word that can perfectly sum up this person to whom you are referring. And therefore, son, we're proud of you because you did the right thing. Because he is, in fact, a C-word. That's what I pictured. I pictured that they would be proud that I've restrained myself this long only to use the one and only time that I'll probably ever in my life use that word on Facebook, and I have reserved it for one person and one person only, the most deserving, perhaps, in my lifetime of that word. And so I really, I, I said, I, <laughs> I thought you guys would be proud. And they're like, what? They're like, what are you, a f- you an idiot? Proud? We're not proud. You delete that at once. Delete it at once. So yeah, I guess I guess I was wrong. <laughs> I guess contrary to my feelings, my parents were not proud of me for using the c word on Facebook. Oh, who would have known? Who would have known? <laughs> anyway, another water break, and then uh, I got more to talk about. Yeah. My Aunt Carolyn's been listening to the podcast as of late. I hope, Aunt Carolyn, I hope I didn't bother you with my flippant use of the C word, but I, I had to articulate my point, and that's the only way I could. Aunt Carolyn's like a week away from retirement. I am so jealous. Ah, this is Temples with Paraphernalia. 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 Hot, or as they say, paraphernalia. Oh man, what to talk about now? Let's see. Give me a sec here. What's, what else is on the list here? Oh, Fatima voicemails. Let's talk about that for a sec. Alright, Temples. Thank you for your musical contribution. Uh, so, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I think I might have. Uh, 
I I bought a phone. Oh oh shucks, about a year, about thirteen. Yeah, September of last year, September of two thousand nineteen. This is great phone, the Samsung Galaxy Ten Note X Ten Plus. Uh, who fucking the names they come up with for these things? It's like you want to bang your head into the wall. They're so stupid. Anyway, it's something like that. It's some kind of bullshit. It's such a great phone. It's so good. I love the iPhone, and I love this. I, I Again, I don't understand why people are married to, like, a, a brand. I mean, we have Apple. We have a bunch of Apple computers, and then we have a, we have a Microsoft Surface, and it's just a fine computer. I, I don't know. I have a Samsung phone, and I have an iPhone. They're both wonderful. And one is better than the other in some things, and the other one is better in other things. I have an Xbox. <laughs> I've always had, like, all of the consoles. I have Nintendo. I have Sony. I have Xbox. I had a Sega Gen. I mean, like, I just don't understand the whole, like, I am a I am a PC gamer. Oh, I would never touch a console. So you would you deliberately would prevent yourself from, from, <laughs> from enjoying a whole, these libraries of games that aren't available anywhere else. Okay, well, have fun. That's great for you. Speaking of which, there's this game called... I keep wanting to say Phantasmagoria, but that was the Sierra game from the 90s that I used to love playing. Uh, Phasmophobia? That's the name of it. Oh my god. The YouTube... I think it's only on Steam right now. But watching YouTube videos is so funny. Because it's just... you. It's for... You know, it's online, and it's VR as well. There's a VR version... And you have four kids, four people, they go into a house playing online. So you get four four buddies to play online, and you're ghost hunters. You go into a house, and you have one guy has the camera, one guy has the PKE meter type thing, and one guy has, I, I don't know, they all, they all have their, their different roles, and you're supposed to record the, I guess one guy has the, yeah, the, uh, yeah, what is it, like the EPP thing? You're supposed to record the audio. One guy's supposed to record, you know, take a picture, take a video, all this stuff. So you go into a little house, and then the lights flicker, all the usual effects of a spooky ghost game. But it is so funny to watch these kids screaming. Actually, let me see. Let me just see if I can get one. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, I think I've, I think I've got it here. Let me... Shit. Ah, uh, shit. We... This is a, just a YouTube video... Phasmophobia funny moments, and it's just four people playing online together. And it's all right, here, take a listen. Got this wrong, we're in trouble. Uh, no, I got a crucifix. By the way, they're in a they're in a school, and each yeah, there's each mission is you go into a building. It's an old house. It's an old cabin in the woods. It's a school. It's a you know something like that office building. I think I don't know. So they're in this school, and they're walking around. The, you know, all the corridors are dark. They've got flashlights. That's about the only light. And you have to find this ghost, take pictures, record, record the ghost, and then get back to the, get back to their little truck setup outside. Their little HQ that they have, their little mobile HQ that they have set up outside. So the point is for all four of them to record evidence of the ghost without being killed by the ghost. So that's what they're doing. So they're they're roaming the halls trying to find the ghost. Uh, uh. No, we're dead! Take a picture! Take a picture! 
man. It cracks me up. Dummies. Anyway, uh, not to digress. So uh, that all started, I was just saying, I mean, you know, I... You get you get a computer. You get all the games that a, that a PC has. You get an Xbox. You get all those games. You get a PlayStation. You get so many. I, I, Nintendo has its own. I don't understand. And so the same with the Samsung and the iPhone. If you have one, it's a really good phone. If you have the other, it's a really good phone. Apple makes a really good phone. Samsung makes a really good phone. iOS is really good. Android is really good. There's some things that I like about one, and that I don't like about the other. And there's some things I like about the other that I don't like. Just, anyway, so the Samsung is great. So I got this like a year ago. And as I come to find out, I mean, my my original phone, my, my iPhone has my phone number that I've had since I was 20. It's about a 17-year-old phone number, almost an 18-year-old phone number. My phone number, my cell phone number is almost old enough to uh, to buy smokes and serve in the military. So anyway... And vote. My cell phone number is almost old enough to vote. So, so I got a phone last year, and uh, not for any particularly great reason. I just the camera is really, really good on the Samsung. It's better than the iPhone. It's much better. It's an it's an outstanding camera. I sometimes can't get over how good the camera is, and it's just it's such a great phone. It comes with the stylus. I like all that shit. Anyways, this phone number clearly. <laughs> It's a New Hampshire phone. It's a local area code. It's a local phone number. It's it's, and it's clearly a, a phone number that once belonged to somebody named Fatima, who no longer has this phone number. Obviously, sometime around September of 2019, got rid of this phone number and got a new phone number. Of course, Fatima decided to not tell anybody about that. So I get bombarded. I was going to say inundated, but I don't think that's... I think bombarded is the only way to say, to describe what happens when people call looking for a Fatima. Because it had Yesterday or the day before, I had... I, I don't even... My, my phone just kept ringing. Because here's the thing about Fatima. Fatima is or was a housekeeper. And so I get calls from people looking for Fatima to come and clean the house. Sometimes I'll get a text and I'll just reply and say, Look, I'm sorry. I don't know Fatima... This used to be your phone number. It's not anymore. I, that's all I know. And then they, and that's you know, they leave me alone. But then I get, I get some, I get some voicemails, such as, such as poor Denise here. Let's see. And these are going back. This goes back to last November. And I feel bad for this old broad because clearly Fatima just left her hanging. Hi, Fatima. This is Denise Duhamel. Uh, I have been. Uh, replying to your uh, text, but it doesn't look like you're getting them. Uh, so that's why I'm calling you to find out when you will come or when you can come. All right, give me a call. I sh- well, I'm leaving here about. All right. Uh, so this just yeah. Hi, Fatima. This is Denise. It's nine o'clock on Monday morning. This is February. Uh, I've been home for a month, and I've been sending you some texts, but I haven't heard from you. So, um, if I don't hear from you by the end of the week, I'm afraid I'm going to have to hire someone else, and I hate to because you've been with me for a long time. So, I mean, what the possible, fuck, Fatima? Um, give me a call, but because if I don't hear from you by the end of the week, I'll have to hire someone else. Okay. 
Bye-bye. All right. So Denise is, uh, she's looking for somebody else. And I'm like, what can I do? I can call Denise and be like, hey, Denise, this is not Fatima. This used to be her number. If it's a text, I'll respond because I, frankly, it's, it makes life a little bit easier for me if I have to take two seconds out of my day to respond to a text and say, hey, this ain't Fatima. This used to be her phone. It's not. Sorry. I don't have any other information. I don't know Fatima. I don't talk to Fatima. I don't have Fatima's phone number. So you're on your own. But anyway, Denise, poor, poor old Denise. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm calling the right number. I'm looking for a Fatima. Um, uh, by the way, I should also mention, when you call this phone number that has belonged to me since last September, it says, uh, hi, this, you know, it's my voice. Uh, please leave a message. I'll call you back. I mean, yes, it sound it does sound like that. So you could you could maybe think it was a computer voice. So you maybe think it's a generic like, yes, hi, leave a message. I'll call you back at my earliest convenience. But like, look, I don't know what Fatima sounds like. Maybe Fatima sounds just like me. That it's, seems preposterous, but maybe. So anyway. So poor Denise just keeps calling. You don't need to know that. Uh, Hi, Fatima. This is Denise. Uh, Would you give me a call? Um, This is into April. June. uh, I'm looking for Fatima Miller, but I'm not sure this is the right number. I mean... But I'll give it a try. Look, I, I feel bad for this woman, but you've been calling since November to a voicemail that says, Hi, leave a voicemail and I'll call you back. <laughs> and you're asking for Fatima, and Fatima has completely ghosted you. It's possible you have not reached Fatima. And I feel, you know, I, I, I do have... Well, we'll get to this in a sec. So it's just it's it just doesn't stop, and then... Uh, Denise has has since stopped, but then my God, Wednesday. Here's Wednesday, Wednesday morning at nine twenty. Hello, Tina. My name is Pete Doyne. I'm calling for Melanie Gibson to help clean her house. The, the redheaded woman about three four months ago, three months ago. Uh huh. She would like you to come and do a cleanup, and I'm okay. trying to. I'm a friend of hers, and I'm calling to help with that. Could you uh, give me a call back? Mm hmm. Uh, here's one from the same day. Gibson. Hi, uh, Fatima, this is Stella. Yeah. Is there any possibility that you can go in and everything is out, um, just clean her house a little bit? Um, So that was, Wednesday was a busy day. There was lots going on Wednesday, I guess, for some reason. Hi, Fatima. Yeah, da da Melanie, yeah, there's there's Melanie calling all back. You and to helping me out with some cleaning tomorrow. Um, probably not even close to what you did last time because everything's moved out of the house. It's just the final cleaning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you could give me a call. Yeah, it. give me a call. So this has just gone on and on, and occasionally, and then there was this knucklehead. I think actually one of the people who left a left a voicemail. Yeah, the Remax lady texted me August 14th. 
then August 15th. And I said, hi, this is Fatima's old number. I get a lot of texts for her, but I've had this number since last September, so she must have changed around that time last year. Sorry, that's all the information I have. And then the response, like a minute later, was sorry. Then two days later, on August 16th, the same person texted me. Good morning, Fatima. My client texted me a few. My client texted me a few weeks ago, a few minutes ago, and said today, "It's, it's a whole th- Fatima. Please let me know if Monday or Tuesday works for cleaning the condo." <laughs> then Wednesday, hi Fatima. I left a message in your phone. This is whatever her name is. A Remax. You'd cleaned a condo for me. And blah blah blah. And Hollis. And da 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 da. da. I just copy and pasted the same goddamn text. Hi, this is Fatima's old number. I get a lot of texts for her. So I had the number since September. She must change. Sorry again. I just found her new number and got rid of yours. Oh, you don't have to get rid of mine like I'm garbage. I said, great, no worries. Thank you. So what I'm going to actually do, uh, I don't know. Denise stopped calling, so maybe she found Fatima. But if Denise calls again... I, I'm going to just say, I'm, I'm going to text back this Remax lady and say, listen, can you tell Fatima, if you have Fatima's number, can you tell her that Denise has been trying to get a hold of her for almost a year? And that bitch changed her number on poor Denise, who's been using Fatima for a very long, yeah, Fatima, where have you been? I've been calling you for seven months. You just left me. Like... That's like a real, that's like an, that's like actual Grandma Cliff in real life. That's a real Grandma Cliff situation. You never call me. I call you every week. You come and clean my house. And I, what happened? We were friends. You, you made me the godmother to your child, Fatima. Where have you been? And then, and then just ghosted. I did, uh, yes, yes, the answer is yes. Uh, the thought had crossed my mind and my wife's mind on a number of occasions to just call these people back and be like, yeah, you got Fatima. What do you need? You need clean? Yeah, that's $500 for, uh, for two hours of work on a Saturday. I'll, uh, I can be over at nine, clean your house, clean your condo right up. You'd be good to go. Sh- ship shape, chippity chop, bippity bop. And, uh, yeah, the thought crossed both of our minds. I mean, Kim would probably have better luck with it just being female. But then again, since all of these people have called and left me a voicemail with my very much male voice on the voicemail greeting, uh, looking still for Fatima. Hi, leave a message. Uh, yeah, Fatima. Is that Fatima? Fatima. Hot Tina. So I texted three people, these three people all on Wednesday, like, Sorry, this ain't Fatima for the last time. It's not Fatima. I don't know Fatima. I don't know where she is. I don't know her number. I don't know how to find her. She's just she's really maybe not that great of a of an employee if she's gonna just switch phone numbers and not maybe just send like a blanket text to everybody saying, Hi, here's my new number. So I don't know what to tell you, but good luck finding Fatima. Because she ain't here. So I'll tell you what else I did. And then everybody responded, oh, sorry about that. Thanks, thanks, sorry, sorry, thanks, thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So here's what I did because I couldn't effing stand to keep getting these voicemails and phone calls while I'm trying to do work, I'm trying to do other things, I'm on meetings and my phone is ringing off the hook and I just want it to stop. So I changed my old greeting, my traditional greeting to now say... Hi, you've reached John's mailbox. Please leave a message and I'll call you back. 
if this is for Fatima or Tima or Tina, this is not her phone. This has not been her phone in over a year. Sorry, that's all the information I have, but this is John's phone. Only John's phone. Thank you. So we'll see what happens. I mean, nobody, there's like three people who have this number that I have actually given it out to. And that's it. Kim has it. My brother-in-law has it. And I think my mom has it. I think that's about it. My mom might not even have this. I don't know. Anyway, because the phone is not, I, I don't want to use it as a, it's honestly, it's a camera. I bought, what the fuck? Now it's this haunted phone buzzing and beeping, zipping and mipping and bipping. I don't get it. Anyway, uh, so, so that's, so that's the story of my phone of Fatima's old number that I have to keep. It's like all this, these extra chores, but hopefully, hopefully now I've put all the fail safes in and that will, that will completely stop me from having to, uh, text and call people back. Not that I've called, I haven't called anybody back, but I'm sorry. I, I'm just not calling Denise. I feel like I feel like if I called Denise, it would confuse Denise even more. The poor thing. Uh, Fatima, I've been eight months and I haven't heard from you. Uh, yeah, hi, Den is this Denise? Yes. Denise, you don't know me. This is John. I have Fatima's old phone number. Fatima, is that you? I need you to come and clean my... And then the next thing you know, I'm actually going to be over there, like, cleaning this old woman's house. And then I'm going to feel so bad that I just let her keep calling my phone for six months that I'm, you know, I'm not going to charge her. I'm going to spend like a whole Saturday and it's cleaning Denise's house. And then Denise is going to actually call me because I'm going to do such a great job. That wouldn't happen. I would never do a great job of cleaning somebody else's house, but she would call me John. No, she wouldn't know my name. She would just think I was Fatima. Fatima, you did such a wonderful job on my house. I want you to come back and clean it. Anyway, so yeah, that's so that's fun. Otherwise, it's been worth <laughs> it's been worth having this great phone. Uh, aside from that, aside from having to uh, uh, be Fatima's secretary, who if you had a secretary who didn't know how to reach you at all. If I was if I was a secretary to somebody and I didn't know their contact information, <laughs> I'm looking for Fatima. Uh, yes, I, Fatima is not here, uh, but I can take a message. Unfortunately, I don't know how to get a hold of Fatima, so I can take the message and do nothing with it. So you can just hang up, or you can leave a message that will go nowhere to nobody. But yes, I'd be happy to take the message for Fatima that would never get to her. That's that's basically what's happening here. Happening here. Okay, break time. Be right back. Ah, welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast, the Birthday Boy podcast. And I'm your host. I'm Johnny Boy. It's episode 64. And this is called Leave Me on the Floor. By a great group called Liss. Yeah. Hitting posts, baby. I love these guys. Big fan, big fan. 
I first heard they played a song by these guys on a on an episode of Ballers one time. You know, Ballers with the Rock. I miss that show. I don't miss the last two seasons because it stunk because they went to California. The first three seasons, Miami football. That's it. That's it. Miami football. The Rock. Denzel Washington's kid. It's great. Anyway, and they fucked it all up. Having the extreme sports in California and the Rock playing football stadiums. I, I, no. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You had a good thing. Anyway, show's over anyway, so to, whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh. I have eaten. I think I've mentioned this. I've eaten quite a bit today. I've eaten donuts. We got City Moose Donuts, which is a once-in-a-great-while treat, but they, they made cider donuts over there at the City Moose, and I had to try them, so we were, and they deliver them. Stacy, who owns the place, Stacy and her husband, I don't know his name, but she's very nice, very sweet girl. Uh, the food's unbelievable at the City Moose, and they cater, and they do all this stuff. The food is great. I've talked about this before. They have these, uh, you know, the banh mi is great. Tater tots, everything they have is great. And uh, and she's recently, during the pandemic, started making donuts. And the donuts are fabulous. They're fantastic. And they deliver the donuts. And the guy who delivers the donuts is Stacy's dad. No, not Stacy's mom, but Stacy's dad delivers the donuts. Fred, sweetheart of a guy. What a what a nice guy. Hi, John. This is Fred with City Moose. I just called to let you know I'm here with your donuts. He's just a sweet guy. That's There's no point of playing that voicemail but he's just a nice guy you know we'll chat he's got his mask i got my mask we've gone and picked up donuts at their at their location before and he comes out and he's you know he's just 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 a nice fellow doing the so anyway got donuts i went shopping on monday oh that's the other thing that i do you know i told you we get the pto meeting on tuesday and the ice skating and all the other bullshit on wednesday boston on thursday Drive-in movies have been Friday, which leaves Monday. Monday's been my grocery run, my 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 weekly, or sometimes you know, I've been I've been trying to go every other week. I've been trying to, but anyways, uh, so yeah. So anyway, but this past Monday, well, there's a couple things about that. <clears throat> I just I don't know. I don't know what this this week has been. I I hit my my record low on Saturday. Of 30, a lot lost 30, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 37, almost 38 pounds, I think. And now I'm like, oh boy, I gained a few. I gained a few this week since last Saturday. Let's just put it that way. I've gained a few. Oh my God, between the burger and the sushi last night. And then I just, I don't know what it was. I bought like dried papaya cashews halloween candy i just i couldn't resist i tried i this is the latest into the season that i've gone without buying halloween fun size you know snickers and that kind of thing what else i had something else there was other oh we went to michael's the other night on wednesday to get a few things a few items and that's where they have abba zaba and they have mini chuckles i'm not i'm not gonna say no to, to any kind of chuckles i love chuckles delicious jelly candy 
so I had to get chuckles. Uh, it's just been oh man, has it been? It's been rough. Oh, and these cookies at Costco, these sugar cookie things with the raspberry thing in the middle. I don't know what the hell it is. It's so goddamn good. So I've been. It's been bad. It's been a bad week. <laughs> uh, next week's gonna be better. It has to be. I've been getting my steps, but geez, it's just not enough. It's not enough to keep up with my my insatiable appetite for shit. And uh, I must say, you you know, we were talking about this too, because Kim came home from work, and and the ladies at work, there's one in particular who's always bringing in goodies, baked. Sometimes it's soup, but most of the time it's strawberry shortcake, it's brownies, it's cupcakes, and they're delicious. They're fantastic. And uh, and Kim was mentioning today, she at work she got up and went to the bathroom and then came out and then there was a big slice of this this brownie this brownie with fudge and peanut butter frosting oh my god it was so good she brought a bunch home I ate a bunch and Kim said yeah it's funny how old ladies they uh, they always cut the biggest pieces for uh, for the fat people and we both mentioned my grandmother who who is my my dearly departed grandmother anytime we'd go over. If we had, we'd go over to my grandmother's back in the day. Kimmy and I would go over for dinner once a week, sometime in the you know a Wednesday or a Thursday night. She would cook us something, one of her one of her great meals. We'd have a nice meal. Sometimes it was something simple like hot dogs, spaghetti. Sometimes I mean just any any number of things, whatever whatever she was cooking. She, she great cook, and we'd have a salad, and we'd have our meal, and maybe have some wine. And then she always had a dessert, something that she made, cookies or lemon squares or cake or pie or whatever she had. And my God, she would give, she would cut a teensy little, just a little tiny little sliver for herself and then like half the pie for me and half the pie for Kim. Like, well, I know it's my grandma, so she's going to give us the big pieces of cake or the big piece of pie. But I think it's just, yeah, maybe it's just an elderly thing that they say, well, <laughs> well, this guy's fat. I better give him the huge slice of cake. And then, of course, I'm initially, there's always that, like, wow, I'm insulted. How dare you assume that just because I'm fat, I'm going to eat this humongous piece of cake that you've just cut for me, this huge piece of brownie that you've given to me, the the biggest cookie in the pot. And uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little offended that you would assume just because I'm, you know, maybe I'm really... Maybe I'm maybe I'm 38 pounds lighter than I was uh, 18 months ago, and I'm trying to keep that going. I'm offended that you would even do this. Having said that, I'm going to eat this whole fucking thing and come back for seconds because you are right. I am f- still fat, and I would like the biggest piece of cake. So yes, thank you for cutting this big sleazy. But anyways, yeah, it's it's one of those things that the uh, it seems the elderly like to. Uh, the old ladies like to, I don't know, maybe it's a grandmotherly thing. You like to fatten up your grandkids. So you see a fat kid like me coming along and say, Ooh, this guy's getting the biggest piece of cake. And then I get it, and I am insulted, and then I eat it, and then I feel bad, and then I get another big piece of cake, and then I'm insulted that somebody would suggest that I want seconds, but then I eat the seconds because I did actually want seconds, and you were right about everything, old lady. So, yes, give me more cake and brownies and cookies. So, yeah, Costco. Went there the other night. Did my Costco, did my Shaw's. That's it. And uh, Monday night's not a good night. Monday, I think I think what happens is people 
who avoid Costco on Saturday and Sunday, which is a nightmare. I'm if I can help it, I'm never setting foot in that store on a weekend ever again as long as I live, unless I can get there first thing in the morning, uh, or or if it's the last 20 minutes before they close. I guess that's not too bad then. But otherwise, no, 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 no. Um, and it's uh, man, it's just so bad. Uh, so I was there. Monday night and Mondays uh, are not good either. I think a lot of people assume, hey, everybody went Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to go Monday and nobody's going to be there. Except everybody thinks that and everybody's there. And it's almost as busy as it was on a Saturday or a Sunday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, not a bad time to go. Friday is actually not that bad either. I think a lot of people would rather do other things than go grocery shop. Friday is just, I'm not going to do anything. And so it's not so bad. But Saturday, Sunday, forget it. Monday, forget it. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, hit or miss. But if you go late in the evening, it's not so bad. Tuesday is probably the best time to go. I've I've found. I have found in my journey, in my travels, that uh, the Tuesday is the best time. But I went Monday because I'm an idiot. And uh, I had to return chestnuts when I was purchasing my cookies and my cakes. Oh, yeah, and I got those rainbow cakes. I haven't even touched the rainbow cakes. Oh, boy, it's it's been a bad week. Anyway, went to Costco. <laughs> uh, I got in the return line because I had, a, I had a box of chestnuts that I needed to return. Yes, chestnuts. Why? Because I'm stupid, and I didn't actually know what exactly chestnuts were. I always assumed I knew what they were because they're featured in one of the most popular Christmas songs of all time, Known commonly as the Christmas song, you know, Nat King Cole, just nuts roasting on an open fire. Yeah, I just always think, like, wow, that's that's such a nice scene that that paints such a nice picture roasting chestnuts on an open fire, and you're sitting by a fire and it's Christmas. So, like, I think of the kind of things, the snacks that you would have at Christmas, which are very, you know, either very sweet snacks or, you know, very rich snacks or salty yeah nuts like a nice you know toasted toasted almonds or toasted you know something like that uh toasted uh yeah toasted pecan i used to do i used to do that would roast pecans and put the sugar on them had that for christmas one time those kinds of things that's what i assume and i just assume that maybe a chestnut in my mind i thought that a chestnut was maybe like a cashew that also tasted like a honey roasted peanut because i thought if you're going to if something is so good that you're going to roast it on an open fire at christmas it has to be the best of all nuts combined and the cashew is my favorite nut and i love a honey roasted peanut and i love i love pistachio i mean i, I love nuts i'm nuts for nuts anyway i just so i just assumed in my mind if this thing is good enough for christmas it has to be so good that it must taste like a combination of, of all of the, the best of the nuts. The best of all nuts combined. So in my mind, that's a cashew and a honey roasted peanut. Something that's that's a sweet and a salty or like a yeah, like a toasted almond. Oh god, my mouth I'm I'm dying. A toasted pecan, you know, one of those kind of things. Oh god, toasted cashew. Something with some sugar, sugary sweet, but a delicious nut. And it's none of those things. A chestnut is a is a soft, mushy, disgusting, 
little fungus type thing. It actually, yeah, tastes almost like a mushroom. I don't know. Is it, is it really more of a legume? Is it like a bean? It's like a bean almost. It's just a soft bean. And I thought, well, maybe because they come as a box. I got it at Costco. It was in the Christmas section. They've now moved it to the nut section, which I think is false advertising. It should be in the bean section or it should just be in the garbage because chestnuts stink. Now, I, having tasted the chestnut, I can say if you took uh, a chestnut and made some kind of dressing, a chestnut dressing to go on, a, 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 you know, something, a meat, a fowl, a, you know, a steak, something like that. I can see where that might work. But as like a snack to just snack on chestnuts, what kind of an asshole is sitting around roasting on an open fire or not? Christmas or the middle of July, what kind of an asshole is sitting around eating a chestnut like a snack? And they come in these little snack pouches too. So I think, well, this is probably pretty tasty. I can't wait to dig into this chestnut. So I open up the pouch and I pop a chestnut into my mouth, and it's, it tastes—it tastes like a fucking mushroom, a mushroom bean, a soft, disgusting mushroom bean. And I said, well, wait a minute. It says here you could also maybe heat it up in the microwave. So I throw some chestnuts into a bowl. I throw the bowl into the microwave. I put the microwave on for a few seconds, and now I've got hot chestnuts and the the stink coming out of the microwave is fuck it ain't smelling like any honey roasted anything you know when you walk around you're at a you're at a, I don't know like a ball game and they have the toasted nuts and it's the smell is just so good and then the taste is even better you get the little cone shaped little cup to hold those toasted uh, yeah toasted pecan or a toasted almond or something a toasted cashew Oh my God! Kittery Trading Post has that. There's a whole kiosk inside where that's all they they have cookies and they have fudge and they have toasted almonds. God, what a what a store that is. Anyway, in Kittery, Maine. Uh, so that's what I'm thinking, and that's not at all what I got. It stinks. It stinks like a corpse. It tastes like fungus, and it's mushy and soft. And I don't understand. So I had a whole box full of chestnuts that I needed to return to Costco. So on Monday, as I'm about to head out the door, uh, Kimmy waves, flags me down. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. And she's holding up the box of chestnuts. I'm like, huh, yeah, all right. You know, got to get get the $6 back for these chestnuts. And the nice thing about Costco is you can just return anything and they just return it. There's no hassle. There's no fucking third degree you just here i'd like to return this you don't really need a reason just i'm returning this great here's your money great thanks and uh so i so i get in line i get in the return line and that was i I was so close (laughs) i was so close to just to just driving away and not having those chestnuts and i could have avoided so much hassle and horror if I if I had just driven off just five seconds earlier and I wouldn't have seen Kimmy run out the door with the with the box of chestnuts, but I did, so I grabbed it. And so I get to Costco and I immediately hop in line to return the chestnuts. And usually, when I go on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, uh, there's nobody, and I just go right up to the customer service and I say, "Here, I need to return this," and they say, "Okay," and they give me my money and I'm done. Well, on Monday, there's two people behind the counter. And I said, oh, there's usually just one guy that must be busy. 
and there's two people being served by the two people behind the counter, and then there's a guy in line behind them waiting, and then there's a guy in line behind him, and then there's me. And I'm saying, well, they've got two cashiers on it. How long could this possibly take? They'll be out of here. Costco, that's the one thing about Costco. They're very fast. The service, you get in, you get out. Even when there's a ton of people and the parking is a nightmare, you can still, once you get up to that cash wrap, it goes pretty quickly. You can get out of there. Same with customer service. I've never had to wait for more than a minute or two for customer service, even when I've been that deep in the line, two or three people deep in the line. I'm standing there. I got my box of chestnuts ready to return my chestnuts. And the guy in front of me, he's on his phone. I think nothing of it. No big deal. All of a sudden, a Costco employee comes up to the guy in front of me who's on his phone. And he taps the guy on his shoulder, and I hear him asking something. And the guy on the phone is just sort of shaking his head and shrugging. And then the Costco employee says, well, hold on a second. I'll, I'll get one. I'm like, get one. And then I see the Costco employee come back and hold out his arm, and he's got something in his hand that he gives to the guy who's on his phone. And I see the guy turn around, and he's smiling. And it didn't click immediately. And then I said, wait a minute, why am I able to see this guy smiling? I shouldn't be able to see him smiling because he should be wearing, oh fuck, he doesn't have a mask on. He's been standing in front of me, talking on the phone, with no mask on this whole fucking time. And then the Costco guy came up and said, excuse me, sir, you need a mask to be in Costco. And what the guy said, what I didn't hear, he said, oh, I left it in my car. And so the Costco guy went and got a mask and gave it to him. Which I, I should just start just start doing that, so I don't I can save a ton of money on masks. I just walk into Costco with no mask on, and they say you have to leave or put on a mask, and I'll say I forgot one, and then they give me a mask, and then I'll just do that every time. Oh my god, I was I was so mad, so I stood off to the side because now I'm like I mean the damage is done. He's talking on the phone. Luckily, there's like one of those heat fan things. It was blowing in our direction, so hopefully it blew his stank breath away. But just the idea that I'm standing there looking at the back of this guy's head and I can't tell that he doesn't have a mask on this whole time. And I'm, you know, I'm far enough away from the guy. I'm six feet, but still. But still. So the Costco guy gives him a mask. He puts the mask on. I step off to the side because I don't want to be near this guy even when he's, you know, he's, he's putting his mask on. And I don't want any more of his breath near me or his, uh, you know, his, his plumes, his particles and so then I'm standing there, and then this lady comes up and stands right where I was standing in line. And I'm like, what? What am I standing off to this for my health? Excuse me. Uh, hi. And she goes, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know this was your spot in line. I'm like, yeah, well, it is. So get the fuck out of here. And so she gets behind me, but not far enough behind me, just maybe two feet behind me. So now I'm starting to think, okay. What's the actual, what's the actual ROI on this? And I don't mean, I don't necessarily mean monetarily. Like, what is my return on the investment of time and health that I'm that I'm putting in to standing in this line to get six dollars back for a box of disgusting fungal chestnuts, fungal beans, fungal berry beans, aka chestnuts? Because now I've got COVID from the guy in front of me. I'm going to get COVID from the lady behind me. It's a, I'm in a COVID sandwich. And by the way, this has been 
10 minutes and the line has gone nowhere. The two fuck faces, each with their own returns or their own customer service issues, have not moved and the line has not budged. And I'm I'm losing it. I'm losing my mind. I I pretty much there is a guaranteed meltdown when I go to the store on my weekly grocery run because there's guaranteed to be somebody who pisses me off in some way, shape, or form. So I just start f bombing. Well, you know, well a few weeks ago I was f bombing the lady with the sneakers because she wouldn't move away from the sneakers, and I'm on the phone with Kim and I'm talking about all the fucking idiots who won't just get a sneaker and then get the fuck out of the way so now i'm just standing there and i'm just swearing i'm just i'm like what the fuck i'm like these fucking morons can't remember seven months into a pandemic to come into a fucking store with a fucking mask on and this fucking numbskull behind me wants to stand up on you know look it over my shoulder and she's like looks at me like me are you referring to me i'm like yeah i'm like i'm like fuck these I, and I think the word, I think the last thing, my final words before I just jumped out of line, I said, forget it. It's enough. I'm not standing here letting these people breathe on me anymore to get $6 back for chestnuts. I almost gave them to the lady behind me. I would have said, hey, listen, if you don't mind, I don't think I, uh, you know, have infected these chestnuts with anything because I've been, I haven't been sick at all. But you want some free fucking chestnuts? They're disgusting and they're all yours if you want them. Enjoy your chestnuts. But I didn't because I was so angry for her, A initially taking my spot in line b pretending like she didn't know that she was taking my spot in line and then c not moving far enough back to be off my fucking ass while we were in line so i just i just let loose i said these fucking idiots they come into this fucking store with no fucking mask on i've got to try to return chestnuts i'm sitting here and then i start you know i'm insulting myself i'm like i'm standing here like an idiot with fucking trying to return fucking chestnuts so then i just i just hop out of line and i walk past the and this was the thing. I was so flustered. I forgot that I was going back into Costco to do my grocery shopping. So I took the big box of chestnuts right inside the entrance to the actual... There's there's the customer service entrance, which is also the exit. When you're done buying your stuff, you exit that way. And if you're going to customer service, you enter that way. And then there's the entrance on the right, which is for the shopping. You get, a, you know, you get your grocery cart and you show your Costco ID card and they say, come on in. Or in my case, they don't acknowledge me at all. But everybody else gets a big smile. Like, come on in. Uh, for me, it's like, go home. Because <laughs> we know what you're going to do. And uh, so I walked past the, the little card checker lady. And there was a trash can right there. And I just took, I palmed the box of chestnuts. And I just slam dunked it into the trash can, which would have been more impactful if the trash can, the hole in the trash can was big enough for the box of chestnuts. So now there's like a box of chestnuts like three quarters of the way into a trash can. And I almost I almost lifted up my foot to stomp it into the trash can, but I also knew, I know how my luck is and I know how things go. And what would have happened is I would have stomped the chestnuts into the trash can and then I would have lost my shoe. It would have come off. It would have gotten stuck in the trash can hole. And then I would have lifted my foot out of the trash can, but I wouldn't have had my shoe. And so then I would have had to fish into the disgusting trash can to find my sneaker. And then I would have canceled my Costco membership because I would have been so humiliated that I would never set foot in that store again. So I slam dunked, I palmed the, <laughs> I palmed the uh, chestnut box into the trash can as I'm still, so I'm like, fuck this, fuck these, fuck these chestnuts, fuck this chestnut shit fucking chestnuts 
and then I slammed it into the trash can lid, and then I stormed off to my car. And then I got about halfway to the car when I realized, oh, fuck, I still need to do all my grocery shopping. So I stopped, and I stood at the car, and I waited for a second. And then I walked back into Costco as though I was a completely different person. Oh, that was my evil twin wearing the exact same clothes, hat, mask, glasses, uh, AirPods in his ear. That wasn't me. That was another guy. And then I went back in and proceeded to buy all my cakes and cookies and shit and chips and garbage. I don't know. But who the hell makes a who who makes a song about these chestnuts? Was when this song was written, was food really so bad that chestnuts were like a delicious snack to have around the Christmas fireplace? Fucking chestnuts. Alright. I yeah. I gotta I take a quick break and then and then we're gonna wrap wrap this up because it's it's enough already. It's enough with these chestnuts. I can't believe it. So listen, have you ever had chestnuts? I'll save you some time. They suck. There. Now you've had chestnuts. Think of something that you've eaten before that tastes like shit and it's soft and fucking mushy and disgusting. There, there's chestnuts. You've now that's the chest here here on the birthday. This is the birthday boy podcast chestnut simulator. Put a fucking Put your own toe in your mouth. There you go. Now you know what chestnuts taste like. There it is. There's chestnuts. Now roasted on an open fire. There's hot chestnuts. It's like chestnuts, except it stinks, and it's even worse. And so now there's a box of chestnuts sitting in the garbage at Costco, and I didn't get my six bucks. So, uh, what did I do? I bought chestnuts. They were disgusting. I tried to return the chestnuts. I probably got two separate doses of COVID while waiting to return my chestnuts. I threw the chestnuts into the trash didn't get my refund, my $6 back for the chestnuts, and uh, about 10 minutes after that, I walked past the customer service, and there was nobody, zero, not a single person in line at customer service. I think probably the the second that I walked out of line and walked out of the line and slammed my chestnuts into the trash can was when everybody just cleared out. All right, let's wrap things up. I'll be right back. I did have one other thing I wanted to do. Well, you know, Eddie Van Halen died a few, what is this now, a few weeks ago. The great Eddie Van Halen from Van Halen. I think his parents named him after the band. And then he joined the band and it just worked out because he had that name. Pretty sure that's how it went. Anyway, here's Donnie Benet. Yeah. Moving Up by Donnie Benet. Good stuff. Well, anyways, I thought, um, before we leave, I, I do want to I, I wanna play some of his songs. Because <clears throat> the dude really is. I mean, this Eddie Van Halen. Very sad. I mean, the guy smoked like a chimney. Got the got the lung cancer, I guess. Had the, all this shit. Died. He was, what, 62, 63? I mean, he had the right. He had the. He would. He would put the cigarette in the guitar. You, you know, he would stick it on the guitar. I mean, he just had the cigarette at all times. So it's not like, oh my God, what a shock. But anyway, he's dead. And uh, let's fade this out here, old Donnie Benet. I thought it'd be nice to just 
pay a little tribute to Eddie Van Halen. I mean, the Van Halen tunes have been part of the podcast a little bit here. So uh, I'm going to play you some of my favorite Van Halen tunes. And, you know, it's one of those things, you, you hear certain people play a guitar, you know, and you say, wow, that's 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 this person. I know who's playing that because I know the sound. And Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen was one of those guys. You hear his guitar and you say, oh, my God, that's a Van Halen tune. Even if it's not a Van Halen song, you know that it's him playing in the song. You can just like, wow. Uh, you know, like Michael Jackson uh, beat it. It's like, wow, that's that's Eddie Van Halen. It's just uh, there's there's no question it could be anybody else. But so so let's take a listen. This is one of the most iconic, I think, one of the most iconic Van Halen tunes. Let's take a listen. Oh man, yeah. I mean, that's you know what I mean. Like you just you hear it. And you say, that's Eddie Van Halen. There's, I mean, it's not even, you could hear this anywhere on the planet, you could hear that sound, and you just know, like, that's, there's only one person, that's Eddie fucking Van Halen. So, yeah. So that's Sweet Child of Mine, great Van Halen song. Here's an, I mean, it's probably one of the older Van Halen tunes, go back to the 60s. I mean, just listen to that. There's only one. There's there's only one. There's 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 one Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen, and and this is this is he. Yeah, I mean, hello, that's him. It's hard to hard to argue the uh, the greatness there. Those. Those are some notable guitar riffs, if ever there were any. All right, how about this one? Well, hold on. Let's just. This is just so good. I mean, Eddie Van Halen, Voodoo Child. To a mountain. That's Eddie. I hope you're. Uh, I hope you're out there somewhere, wherever you are. Chopping down mountains with the edge of your hand, it's just like you always sang about. All right, let's let's listen to another one. Mm. Okay, here. I mean, you'll know this right away. One of their biggest '80s hits. A little song called "A Purple Rain" by. Ederick Von Halen the third again you know you got you talk about these great artists and their instrument and sometimes that's that's vocals you know you you know when you hear Frank Sinatra that's Frank Sinatra there's a lot of crooners out there but there's only one Frank Sinatra you listen to Pearl Jam and it's there's a lot of guys in the 90s who tried to sound they had that that sound like Eddie Vedder but there was only one Pearl Jam right and then you listen to this and you say, yeah, there were a lot of guys rocking out in the 80s, playing the guitar, but there's only one Eddie Van Halen. And and this is it right here. Yeah. That's, that's one of my all-time favorites. Yep. A little, little Purple Rain guitar solo. From the one and only Eddie Van Halen. 
There will never be another. Mm. Alright, let's get another one. Yeah. Purple rain. Van Halen, man. Purple rain. I never mean to tell you about it. I never mean to hurt me. Yeah. This was uh This was the this was the Sammy Hagar years, but I mean it was still it was it was a different band, but it was still they were still crushing it. Bo-rain. Bo-rain. Oh. It was a gift. A gift to the world, this Van Halen. Mm. Alright, what else? Let's go back back a little further again we'll go back to the 60s because this was like let's play this is the one that started it all i think this was like the one that started the whole this was the one that started that whole van halen sound this i mean classic this is like you know guitar greats of rock and roll 101 and you don't need to go look any further than than white room by van halen in the white room with black right, that's that's hall of fame worthy on its own obviously uh let's see here's another one you know this one i'm going to play you you got some people again some people they're their voice is their instrument, right? Like a Frank Sinatra. Others, their guitar is their instrument, and they make it, they give it a voice of its own. Like, uh, clearly, like uh, Eddie Van Halen did, as you can hear in all these Van Halen tunes. Others take the voice and the guitar and make it a sound that has never been made before and has never been duplicated since or replicated. Uh, here's an example of that. I mean, huh. Eddie Van Halen making his guitar literally talk. You, you've never heard anything like this before. It's like, I mean, it's legendary. Legend. This is quintessential Van Halen, quintessential Eddie Van Halen. This is the David Lee Roth years when they were, you know, going around making their guitars talk. But you don't... Who else do you know can do that? I mean, that's... It's Van Halen. Uh, what else? Oh. Here's another, this is another live, yeah, listen. Yeah. I mean, to be able to manipulate the strings like that, there's, there's few on this earth, maybe, maybe f no one else, as you can hear, aside from Eddie Van Halen. Talking about making a guitar talk.
I mean, we're speechless. I'm at, I'm speechless. That's just vintage Van Halen right there. It's un unreal, unreal. Uh, and then, and then the thing just it picks up, and they're just Van Halen's just off to the races, just. Just like he, you know, you've heard this a million times. This is classic Van Halen just doing his Van Halen thing. Yeah. Eddie and his brother, uh, or his cousin, I should say, Marvin. Marvin Van Halen. Eddie! Eddie, it's your cousin! Your cousin, Marvin Van Halen! You know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this! And, I mean... Now you know the rest of the story. It's just unbelievable. I think I got... Uh, do I have another one? I have two more. I have two more. Let's play this one. Yeah. This is 90s Van Halen. Listen to this. Again, I mean... There's no mistaking who that is. Eddie Van fucking Halen. Just, I, he should have changed his name to Shreddy Van Halen because that's what he's doing right here, shredding that guitar. Listen to that. I love '90s grunge Van Halen. That's that's definitely that by far my favorite Van Halen iteration. All right, let's see. I and I've got one more. Uh, and this was, uh, obviously it's well known, there was the, the David Lee Roth Van Halen, and then uh, David Lee Roth left the band, and then it was Sammy Hagar, but I want to play something, you know, one of the most, probably the most known Van Halen song from the from the David Lee Roth era. Let's, let's take a listen here. There we go. Arguably the biggest Van Halen tune. Let's just give it a second, it'll... It's building. One more. Take it, Eddie. That's the David Lee Roth years. Yeah. I mean, if that's not the sound of a generation, I don't know what is. Uh, now, there is one last tune I'd like to play. For those of you who who joined me on the on the live Birthday Boy podcast, we did have a special cousin Cliffy uh, doing his rendition of an actual Van Halen song. Let's take a listen. People say you come from Jamaica, but me born and raised in the ghetto. I want you to <laughs> Wait a minute. Know pure black people, man. That's all I know. You me shoes tear up and me tons of used to show. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies. And this is not. No, no, no. That's no. That's Grandma Cliff singing. That's not Van Halen. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Let me, let me get the real song queued up here. Here we go. Episode forty-nine. Cousin Cliff. Little Van Halen. That's a real riff, Cliff. This is the kind of music I listen to when I'm looking at those, you know, those magazines, Cliff. 
You know what I mean, Cliff? Oh. Cliffy oh, Oki. <clears throat> All right. Oh, wow, man. I, I said, I said, wait a second. Wait a second, man. What, what do you think the teacher's going to look like this year? Oh, oh, wow. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Oh, Cliffy. Oh, yeah. Teacher, stop that screaming. Teacher, don't you see? Don't want to be no uptown fool. Maybe I should go to hell, but I'm doing well. Teacher needs to see me after school. I think of all the education that I've missed. But then my own life was never quite like this. Oh, Cliffy. Got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I'm hot for teacher. Got it bad, so bad. I'm hot for teacher. Oh, goddamn fucking voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, hey, I heard you missed us. We're back. We're back. Yeah, I brought my pencil. Give me, Cliffy, give me something. All right, with, that's man. Cousin Cliff. Come on, Cliffy. You can go back and listen to all the episodes are out there on Apple and everything else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is great. Laughing at my own stuff. Alright. Thank you, Cousin Cliff. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna take a break, and we're actually gonna, gonna wrap things up. And rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Thank you for all the tunes. Take us out, Cousin Cliff. I'm hot for teacher. Oh, fuck. Got it bad. So bad. I'm hot for teacher. Whoa, yeah. Uh, this, is the, this is the guitar riff, Cliffy. This is usually right around the time when I'm, uh, you know, finishing up with those magazines, Cliffy, you know what I mean? Oh, Cliffy, it's, I hate this quarantine because I finally got the hot teacher this year and I can't... You know, I can't stare at her, Cliff. She always told me I had to keep my hands on top of the desk, Cliff. Uh, it drives me nuts, Cliff. It drives me nuts. I've uh, heard fucking voice. God damn it. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, Cliffy, I, I think the clock is slow. I mean, I, I don't feel tardy. Uh, yeah. Class dismissed. Got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I'm hot for teacher. Finish strong here, Cliffy. Oh, yes, I'm hot. Oh, yes, I'm hot. Whoa, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm hot for teacher, Cliff, in case you didn't... Uh, Pick up on the general theme. This is Cousin Cliff, Cliff. I got problems. Hot for teacher, Cliffy. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. We'll be right back on the Birthday Boy Podcast and close up shop.
Okay, Friday night. <clears throat> Time to get on with my Friday night. Close this thing down here. This is Naya Wynn. Who asked you? I love this song. Evidently, this is on the FIFA 21 soundtrack. Who knew? Anyway. I think it's time to be done, right? Yes, definitely. So listen, gang. Uh, stick around. There's going to be a, a cliff call. <laughs> that I stumbled in... <laughs> <laughs> that I stumbled into. Anyway, uh, what I what I want to tell you before I go, I want to tell you to uh, to tell your friends about the Birthday Boy podcast, like I always do. I want you to go out there and tell everybody, tell them to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, wherever you can get podcasts, you can get the Birthday Boy podcast. You can email birthdayboypodcast at gmail you can uh, like the Facebook page, Birthday Boy Podcast Facebook. You can enjoy the amazing cover art by Jay Cook. Jay Cook Art, uh, giving me this unbelievable cover art that I will have forever. And uh, yeah, positivity is dumb, but kindness matters, right? I mean, it, it, you know, it matters. It does matter. But positivity doesn't get you it doesn't get you very far. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for the Birthday Boy Podcast, episode 64. Stick around for uh, Cliffy Baseball. He's got something to say as we're in the midst of the World Series. Enjoy football this weekend. Enjoy uh, whatever's going on. It's a nice Saturday, a week away from Halloween. I doubt that there's gonna be a Halloween show because I had like tons of time last year at this time. A year ago was my last day. At, my, at the job that I had at the time and I had a couple weeks between jobs I don't have that so the Halloween episode this year is probably just going to be last year's Halloween episode <laughs> anyways but we'll be back next week in some way shape or form I guarantee you until then thanks for listening tell your friends keep listening like and subscribe and do all that shit until next time I can't thank you enough for listening for supporting, for liking, being a part of the birthday boy community. <laughs> I don't know. There's no birthday boy community. Anyways, thanks for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Until then, this is Johnny Boy saying, Later, Gators. Hi, Cliffy. Cliffy boy, this is your old Uncle Cliffy Baseball calling on a Friday night because I'm just sitting around on my ass, Cliffy. Do you know why? Because I don't have a job, Cliff. Normally I'd be calling the World Series of Baseball, Cliffy. Instead, I'm sitting around doing nothing, calling you. That's the only call I'm making. 
I'm not calling the Dodgers in Tampa Bay. I'm calling Cliffy, who's sitting home in the pound pound, no doubt about it, because it is, in fact, 8 p.m. on a Friday night, Cliffy. And I just wanted to tell you, have you seen the have you seen the big news out there, Cliff? Have you seen the news? I'm sitting here, I'm trying to... I'm in a legal battle with your, your cousin, your, the other Uncle Cliffs, uh, Cheeseburger Cliff, and uh, Auntie Cliff, and Dental Cliff, and all the other Cliffs, because I'm trying to open my goddamn broadcasting school called Mouth Pleasures. Cliffy Baseball's Mouth Pleasures. So I can teach others how to deliver mouth pleasure, just like I've been doing in the baseball broadcast booth for all these years, Cliffy. Except I'm in a legal battle because everybody else wants to call their goddamn business mouth pleasures, too. They can't come up with their own name. You got the dentist with his mouth pleasures. You got everybody else. But nevertheless, Cliffy, an extra blow, an extra, an extra punch to the old gut tonight as I'm watching the, as I'm watching the, 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 the World Series, Cliff. And I can't help but read the news today. You probably saw it that the ratings, the television ratings are down. Record low ratings for the baseball, for the World Series, Cliff. You got the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. You got Mookie Betts playing for the Dodgers. And not the Red Sox. No siree, Bob Cliffy. The Red Sox are so smart that they traded away. They let Mookie Betts go all the way to Los Angeles, California. And they were terrible this season. Isn't that crazy? Nevertheless, Cliffy, I'm not bitter about that. But I did want to call you to tell you I'm a little bit bitter about the ratings being down for the World Series. On the one hand, I can't help but feel a little happy about it because I'm not calling the broadcast this year for the World Series. Why is that, you might ask? Well, of course, you might recall last summer when I got fired not once but twice from the baseball broadcast booth, Cliffy. You remember that? I got fired for screaming at you on the air because you wouldn't pick up the goddamn phone when your Uncle Cliffy baseball calls you when you try to trying to tell you you got to call your goddamn grandmother, Cliffy. You won't even pick up the fucking phone, so I got to call you in the middle of a baseball broadcast and you won't even pick up the fucking phone, you son of a bitch. And then, and then, and then I got and then I got escorted out by security. It was the most humiliating moment of my entire career. And then a few weeks later, they let me back. I apologized. I written apology, a, a press conference. I apologized to the, to the whole world. And I got to come back and watch the, some of the all-time greats like Donnell Winslow hitting dingers and dongs out to right and left field, center field. Dingers and dongs, dongs and dingers. You should have seen, you should have seen Donnell Winslow knocking those dongs over the wall, Cliffy. It was a sight to behold. But then another sight to behold was security carrying me out of the goddamn baseball broadcast booth again in the middle of a game because you're still a month a goddamn month later you wouldn't even call your fucking grandmother cliffy so i had to call you in the middle of a broadcast we came back from commercial and i'm on a hot mic talking about talking about how my goddamn nephew's sitting around toggling his balls pounding the pounding off all day in the pound pound cliffy it's just disgusting so i got fired and there's no there's no there's three strikes you're out and in my case it was two strikes and i'm out cliffy i'm out for good i've been out of the i've been out of the business i've been out of the industry for over a yeah, Cliffy, and I'm watching the baseball, I'm watching the World Series, the ratings are down, it's because I'm not there, I'm not there to give my mouth pleasures to the whole world, the world, right now, you got the COVID-19, you got all the things going on in the world, and the only thing people want is my mouth pleasure, Cliffy, and I can't be there to give it to them, and it's all your goddamn fault, you son of a bitch. So enjoy, I guess I guess it's nice. You feel pretty good that the television ratings are down for the World Series because you don't have your Uncle Cliffy in the World Series broadcast booth calling the action, calling the action, all those dingers and dongs going over the wall, Cliffy. It's been my lifelong dream to give mouth pleasure to the whole world so they could hear my voice, my golden pipes, 
Mouth pleasures while I'm talking about dongs going over the wall. Dongs over the wall, dongs in left field, dongs and dingers up and down all day long, giving mouth pleasures, telling everybody about it, painting a picture with my mouth, Cliffy, that's what I do. The canvas is your ears, and my mouth is the brush, and that's how I paint mouth pleasures right to your face, Cliffy. Of course, I can't do that now because, once again, I got fired twice from the broadcast booth. So I hope you're enjoying the lowest-rated World Series in the history of television, Cliffy, while I'm sitting around in my goddamn house in my underpants scratching my balls. I should be calling balls. Ball one outside. There's a ball two. It's a three-two count. Donnell Winslow. Donging, knocking those dongs over the wall, Cliffy. But I'm not. I'm sitting here like a goddamn son of a bitch. You know that, Cliff? I'm sitting on my fucking ass. And you can tell I'm real mad because I'm getting real quiet, Cliffy. I'm talking real low. I'm whispering to you now, Cliffy. You know why? Because I'm so fucking angry. I'm so fucking angry. I could come down there. I could just strangle you, Cliffy. I could wrap my hands around your goddamn throat and just shake you. I could just shake you and straight strangle you, Cliffy. You make me sick, you goddamn son of a bitch. You butter boy, goddamn son of a bitch. Would you call your grandmother for once? I can't believe it, Cliffy. You ruined me. You ruined television. You ruined Uncle Cliffy. You ruined the mouth pressure. You ruined the whole thing. You're fucking